0: Won't you come over? Let me get to know ya. Hey, na 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 na, delve into emotion, leave us in this moment. Yeah.
1: hello welcome to the literary license podcast and today we are doing a getting to know you segment and i get to along with leandro here ask keith a few questions about what he thinks so keith (laughs) we are well i know but the, the audience might not know who are you what do you do for a living or what do you like to do in your spare time
2: well, um, what I do for a living is um, I have I work as a forensic psychiatrist for a, a leading NHS hospital here, a teaching hospital here in London, and I also edit scripts for horror and film, and I also write
1: dialogue for computer games. So, yeah, I like the computer game it. part. That's you no, know, and cool. I also do
2: the podcast. And that's pretty much a full time job now as well. So
1: it yeah. is. It is. Wow!
0: Could <laughs> um, you plug anything you want to plug? Whether it's social media or website.
2: Um, well, I'm not really in social media on a personal level, but if anyone wants to follow us, they can follow me on our Instagram, which is LL podcast on Instagram or the Literary Lessons podcast on Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr. And on, I mean, I guess if you follow us on Tumblr, um, I write book reviews and stuff like that and our book reviews and our um, Goodreads on Tumblr and stuff like that. I so. don't
1: think there's not a platform we're not on anymore, except maybe Rumble or something like that. Um, I think we
2: are on Rumble, but I just don't think we post on Rumble.
1: Okay. We do a lot of uh, examination of lots of things, books to screen, and all kinds of genre. Which one has been the one you've enjoyed the most, genre-wise? My go-to
2: seems to be the horror genre. I do like many different genres of film and stuff like that, but I tend to always go to horror genre. And I think the reason why I go to the horror genre is that it always surprises me. But I also find that with um, horror, that even if it's a really bad horror film, I can sit through. where it's really hard to sit through a really bad drama or a comedy.
1: True, because there's no there's no coming back from a bad comedy or dr- comedy or drama. There isn't.
2: Yeah, and so saying that horror is always my t- go-to, and I always you know I'm always interested, and it always does test boundaries. And I quite like the idea that you never know what to expect, and it's always uh-huh. something that you know that. They always are pushing the. You know, I said before, they're always pushing the boundaries, and even with the independent stuff and anything like that. And, al- and there's always something that does surprise me, and always find gems within the horror genre.
0: Absolutely. Cool. Uh, what's your favorite film?
2: Surprisingly enough, I had four to, to go films, which are not
0: horror at all.
2: Is The Women by George Cooker, which is a 1943 film that has nothing but women in it, which is totally gay, which I guess... <laughs> that is. That gives <laughs> like in my pink card. Um, <laughs> and then my, my, other, my other favorite film was The Bad Seed, which we have covered in those shirts. I
1: love that one, too. I did.
2: And The Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, because that gives me special memories of my mother. Um, when I was growing up, my mom would let me stay... It's a seven faced Doctor. L- There's three films, Seven Face Doctor Loud and Music Man and West Side Story. And if those films are showing late at night, my mom would let would let me stay up late at night and watch that and not go to school the next day. So That was that, such
1: a big deal back then, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, and The Seven Faces of Dr. Loud is that movie for me. It's like whenever I see it, it always fills me with joy and happiness, and it reminds me of that time. And my other favorite film is The Music Man, because I think it's the only time I've ever seen a Hollywood film that has a huge cast, and the huge cast are in every single scene. It's not like they just bring out, okay, we're going to do this number, and let's bring out these dancers for this number and that number. And I love Shirley Jones. I've always wanted her to be my mom, so.
1: Shirley Jones. I can see Shirley Jones being your mom. I, I, can I, am, so see I want them. to
2: be Keith Partridge. What can I say? <laughs>
1: Keith Partridge? <laughs> well, now that we're going that way, what is your earliest film memory? Um,
2: my earliest film memory um, is going to the movie theaters and my parents, we went to the drive-in and this is back when my parents are still together. So I must have been about five or six. And we went to a double feature and it was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and <laughs> 20,000 Leagues Under oh, the Sea. See.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I love those too.
2: So I remember seeing that. Um, I remember um, watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in the beginning, falling asleep and waking, waking up at the child catcher. And then falling asleep after the child catcher. And then I remember waking up and having this great big octopus swallow a submarine. And that's, all I, remember, I, that's my memory. Do you remember so, which
1: drive-in you were at?
2: um it would have been in Fulton um Fulton. I grew up, yeah my parent when we were when I was growing up um, we lived in Fulton in New York which is um where the Syracuse. Nestle factory where yeah. the whole town's not a all the time especially in the summertime which is kind of wow. disgusting really <laughs> and then uh, my other f- early favorite film that I can remember from beginning to end is my grandmother took me to see Bambi and Gus the football kicking mule and- oh my god I
1: forgot about Gus <laughs> yeah,
2: and Bambi I think Bambi like Tortured me for life because I think that was the most
1: traumatic scene. Yeah, it's the most
2: dramatic situation that any kid can find themselves at the age of six, especially like when you're going,
1: Mama, Mama. It's like, you're That's mom. sort of like our tax. was it our tax and <laughs> the never ending story? Yeah. With the horse drowning? That was always traumatizing, even as a teenager.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, <Artax. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're my, they're, that's my earliest film, Tim memories which again have had nothing to do with horror so go figure that one out
0: yeah um uh, what's your favorite book and author
2: my favorite author of all time is john irving um john irving, oh that's right i forget that oh uh, fantastic for me he is like my go-to author my favorite book by him is a prayer for own me which i've read that book like eight or nine times and every time i read it it's actually the only book that's ever made me cry and serious cry. yeah And an interesting story about John Irving is that when Heat Magazine first started here, um, I've been, I was doing interviews for them and I was able to interview a bunch of different people and I had to interview him. And he's the only person I ever got tongue-tied, and I was starstruck. I'm mean, like, stuttering, you know. Uh, 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 I couldn't get a thought together. Anyway, I had to leave the interview, and I said, I'm really, really sorry that I have to leave, but I'm a fan of yours. I'm going turn turning into this blah blah an idiot. But yeah. I'm going to contact them, and that's going to send someone else over. So yeah. I left. This is before mobile phones or anything like that, so I had to go to a pay phone. So I went to a pay phone um, in Piccadilly Circus, phone the publisher and the publisher goes he just contacted us he wants you to go back so i went back and um to do to redo the interview and he presented me with two first bound leather bound copies of uh, and signed copies of prayer for omini and widow for a year by him wow and that's amazing he got me an email and goes I'm in london um, would you like to meet for lunch and i meet, meet him for lunch now so but john irving is my favorite go-to author that's and cool he's my third book
1: uh, what episode are you looking forward to doing this season? We got a whole bunch of new stuff we're exploring.
2: I'm actually looking forward to "Let the Right One In" um, by um, because the book, which is the was um, written by a, right. a s- uh, Swedish author. Um, of course, we're going to be reading the English version of the book. Of course, right many of us are very much versed in Swedish. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's as far as my Swedish chef, I guess. Uh, And Abba. um, (laughs) The book, the movie is fantastic and the book is fantastic, but they're two different animals and I can't wait to when people read it and just just the hideousness of the pedophilia and everything that goes on in that book. I'm looking forward to that discussion. I've noticed
1: um, that most of the stuff we've read, especially the the book uh, the the uh, the classics, I was just astounded at the stuff that was in those books that went totally over my head in grade school and high school. I mean, um, talk about reading be, stuff is,
2: I'm probably never going to leave my memory anytime
0: soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> um what do you like about podcasting
2: um what i quite like about podcasting is that basically that um we get to meet a lot of people and discuss things and mm-hmm. it's like and it's become like a bit of a family so you know um vicky and i do every everyone you know we do week by week sort of thing and, and then we have of course our regular co-hosts and it's like catching up with old friends and it's just Discussing everything that we love and everything we knew, and just and discovering something new with each and every. That's
1: baby. a lot of fun too. It Makes you feel good for the rest of the day too. There's just something therapeutic about it.
2: Yeah, and it's. I have to sit there and say it's probably the one thing in my life that's like, oh Jesus Christ, I got to do this. And I do. I'm not when my job, my daytime job, especially during COVID, was very very stressful. I'm dealing with all that, um, and then the other stuff I have to do it's, it's fine. It's just stuff that I have to do because I have to pay bills and stuff. But the podcast thing is something i actually look forward to and it's quite fun interviewing people i mean you know we got eg daily which i love her and we got she was head. really sweet and now you know and i got an internet bride from it dina manoff you know um, she's also know, sweet she sends me like that little message like oh how's my internet husband doing and stuff like oh
1: shit. she did yeah. not how sweet <laughs>
2: You know, and it's just, you know, we got to speak to Alan Foley uh, and yeah. the Dark Shadows crew. And, you know, we got a lot more interviews, and that's interesting. And yet, yeah, and I think we've become a family, and it's been quite nice. It's like, and we keep adding to the family, and the yeah. family keeps growing. Year. It has and been I quite a also- journey. And I really love that our guest co-hosts come back every single year. So yeah. I know that they're enjoying themselves. And I'm quite surprised at how fast we've grown and how we're growing. And that that's nice that people are enjoying us. Sort of it's fun.
1: Do you have uh, like a favorite quote or saying you would like to impart?
2: Um, I live my life with three quotes um, that my grandmother taught me. And those three quotes are, with the aid of demons, angels can be born. Um, basically it means that no matter what bad things happen into your life is that um, something good always comes out of that. Mm-hmm. And my other quote that my grandmother used to sit there and say, you can't enjoy the mountains unless you're living in the Valley every once in a while, yeah. which basically means that, you know, you have to be in the Valley to enjoy the highs, you know, you have to have the lows and the highs in your life. But otherwise your life is just plateaued. And, you know, my grandmother also said that, you know, you know, you got that mountain. You know, when you're in that valley, and you got that mountain, that's something to climb up to. And don't worry that once you get to the top of that mountain, that God's probably going to knock you off the other side of that mountain. Yeah, and you have to climb up the mountain for thing. And the other, the, and the main one basically is that she also taught me that you reflect on the past, you live in the present, and you look towards the future because you can't change the past, and even if you can. Doesn't mean that your life is going to be better or worse. It's just going to be different. It means everyone that you know, everyone that you see, everything that you experience right at this particular time, right, it's going to be different. So Smart woman,
1: be- your grandmother. Yeah, so
2: they're the things that I, my go-to things for life. It works. And now as you can see that my Hick accent's coming out when I talk about my grandma. I
1: know, I was going to say that Northern New York is coming out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a, spe- a special message um, to our fans that uh, has changed your life?
2: Um, I think that basically what you, you know, what's changed my life is that anytime that something presents itself to me, I always give it a try. And I'm not 100% successful in everything that I do or everything that I try. I, I, I fail. And, you know, the thing is you can measure your success through your failures because you learn from your failures, which makes you a better person. And then, and then when you do succeed at something, you have more of an appreciation for it. So, right. And, you know, when we came to the podcast, you know, you know, I got, we started, you know, not sure how many people know this, but we had a literature agency that Vicky used to work with with me as right. well. Vicky did a media, the literature agency. Um, and then we that cha- we changed that to MB Literature Agency um because people found the word media bitch so I'm a bit, you know, thankfully we changed Harsh. it movement, which why could have been even worse. But um <laughs> but, yeah, and then um, and then um that became a bit of a stretch and because publishing changed a lot and self-publishing, um, and,
1: that's what it was.
2: Yeah, self-publishing and then you know now that's bottomed out again. So but it was you know, kind of hard to actually you know make money at, but you know, I am proud that everyone that was with us, had, you know, did get a, a contract. contract and we left them with a publishing contract. So I'm quite happy about that. But then I decided to do, you know, the podcasting. It's was like, I'll do this once a month. Um, and I got that from an idea from one of our authors named Jason White. Um, and Jason basically had his own podcasting, and I was helping him get people to go into a show and stuff like that and help him out. And I thought, well, we'll give this a try and we'll do something a bit different. And yeah, and that's why I say that's always tried something, you know. This could have fallen flat. We've been quite lucky that's doing doing very, very well. It and is
1: doing well. Is Jason still podcasting?
2: Yes, he is still. Um he still is it's called Darkness Dwells. Um, that's
1: right. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that.
2: And I highly urge people to listen to it. It's very good. He he actually interviews horror authors and independent horror authors and stuff like that. So he does a you know. And I make sure that we don't step on any of the shoes at any time. So
1: Awesome. Well, we can't.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I support everyone that podcasts. And that's why I always try to do stuff that other people don't do. Because, it's you know, I don't want to cover the same stuff that everyone
1: No, No, one, everybody wants something fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, when your time has passed on this earth, and it seems like things are like sped up all the time. What's the one thing you would like to impart on people or to be remembered for or words of wisdom?
2: You know, I think that when your time is past, that, uh, that you have to leave something of yourself behind. And I want people to remember me for being generous and kind and always just the best. And, you know, I may not always succeed and I might not always you know, be a great person sometimes because I can be opinionated and I do... You think? <laughs> I do do it to my own beat, you know, my own drumming beat sort of thing. But, you know, I kind of want to remember being generous and always helping people and doing the best I could.
1: Okay, well, we want to thank you, Keith, for sharing with us tonight. And I guess we will be seeing you in our next recording.
2: Yeah, I'll be there with bells on.
1: Yeah, so Leandro. So I guess it's yep. a- Goodbye for now.
0: (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye, everybody.
0: To know you. hey na 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 na, delve into emotion, leave us in this moment.